on TV. Welcome back to Doctor Who Too Hot for TV. We are the podcast that looks at all things Doctor Who Extended Universe, but this week we're just looking at Scream of the Shalker, which is as bad as Extended Universe and niche as you can get, but also strangely on brand because it's BBC. I'm still Dylan. I'm still here with Joe Ford. I'm still here with Luke Malloy. We're powering on through. But uh, at the end of the last episode, Joe left us with a, a, a tantalising nitbit that he was going to hit us with. So what, is, what have you got to say for yourself, Joe? Before I get on to that shocking revelation, I'd just like to say, you know, at the beginning of there where you intro that, I think because we're doing a commentary podcast, you weren't exactly sure which podcast you were on. Because <laughs> you went, hello and welcome to Too Hot for TV. <laughs> I was going to sort that out in the edit. Well done for remembering the name of your own podcast. Welcome back to Strangers in Space. How have we got this far into Scream with a Shalker and not talked about the original casting of the Doctor in this story? Which the documentary reliably informs us, and this is James Gosson, the producer in that, that they approached Robbie Williams of Take That. And Robbie Williams was apparently a massive fan of Doctor Who. There was a conversation, and it was only because the tour dates didn't work that we didn't get Robbie Williams as our Doctor in Scream of the Shadow. Robbie Williams was on a lot of drugs back then, though, wasn't he? He went into rehab a few years later. What do you think Robbie Williams' favourite Dalek story is? Oh, it's death to the Daleks, definitely. (laughs) For the music. I mean, I... A part of me it sounds ridiculous. No, a part of me but in terms of exposure, it would, be better. It, it would have got people watching. I think. Oh, absolutely. I think it would have put Rusty Davis in more of a, a jeopardy almost because if you've got the, yeah. the biggest pop star in the country playing Doctor Who, that's better than the guy from Withnail and I. People are tuning in, and there's a real conversation that has to happen. Of are we going to get Robbie Williams to play the Doctor in this new series in a way that Richard E. Grant, Rusty Davis has said, was never on the list because he wasn't very good in this and that that's what ruled him out? I like to think of, uh, obviously this is like in a pocket universe now, Scream with a Shouker, but I like to think of uh, a pocket universe of that where Robbie Williams did in fact play the Doctor because fuck me, I would have loved to have seen that or just heard it, you know. What the hell would that have looked like? Do you know, like quite a lot of the things you do, Joe, that was very satisfying. That was a very satisfying answer. Yeah. And uh, Ronan Keating was going to play the master. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not so unusual. Carly Minogue turned up eventually. Exactly. Yeah, but not as the doctor. Oh, please, there's still time. It's only a matter of time. time. If Billy Piper and Jenna Coleman can do it. You know that fella who does uh, her um, choreography and that is a massive Doctor Who fan, Will, Will someone... She's basically the Doctor on stage shooting at Cybermen with her sonic screwdriver. Have you ever seen that photo of her on tour and there's a copy of the Doctor Who novel camera obscura <laughs> next to her <laughs> on the sofa? Is that real? I always yeah. thought that was <laughs> No, 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 it's real. It's his book and they're obviously just backstage and he's left it there. But it's not like she's been reading it. <laughs> it's like it's like the one of Jeremy Corbyn with Sill and yeah. Devil Seeds. Of, I... I, for, that is the best picture for like, of Doctor Who. I just didn't believe that was real for a long time. Oh dear. I'm I still don't know what representation of still don't know what evil intergalactic slugs. <laughs> it's great marketing. That was the thing that lost him the election, you know, in the end, Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like ah. to think that the, the sales for Seal and the Devil Seeds of Aradol went down after yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to see this version with Robbie Williams in there. 
Boy. Because that it, it, that is the total opposite of what Doctor Who fans would should say that would play the Doctor that I think would really work. In well, it's it. basically the Chris Eccleston effect, isn't it? It's it's the last person you'd imagine. Maybe it would work. And yeah. he does get a sequence in this when he gets to sing. So he could have just done a whole number and just exploded the Schalke. And of course, it's not actually Richard E. Grant singing in this, is it? Because Richard E. Grant can't sing, I don't think. I think it's somebody else. Oh, he can't act either, but you know. <laughs> there we go. Shall we jump into the episode? Mm. Joe, do you want to yeah. count us in? Yes. Was that shock revelation shocking enough for you, folks? Oh, I nearly fell off oh, that my was... stool. No, that was very good. Well, it kicks us in sort of the halfway point, so uh, I hope you guys got something to the end. Um, in five, four, three, two, one. Off we go. Off we go. Watching the title sequence. Everyone's favourite title oh, sequence. Oh, yeah, shit. I just pressed play. You oh, God. bloody idiot. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, there's very little we're going to say that actually relates to the story at this point, is it? Like... Well, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try in this. Episode. So, Dylan, really did you focused. watch this when it came out then? Yeah, I was there every like Tuesday or Friday or whenever it was. I was sat there and I remember being disappointed by it in a way that I wasn't by the others. I was so excited. Like all of the did others. you did you ever see it as this is go- this is going to be the new Doctor when Who? it was announced because this was the first proper flash animation all the others were basically um, drawing stills with a little bit of animation but these were the first ones where the mouths moved and they moved around properly and so when it was first announced I was like oh animated Doctor Who on the internet I can see that as being the future of the show but the moment the Ross T Davis announcement happened it was just yeah. like. It, it was dead. It was dead to me. Oh, it's playing now, by the way. Press play. <laughs> I had a I had a bit of a paddy because for me, the new Doctor Who was Paul McGann's Big Finish audios. That was new Doctor Who for me. So I don't give a shit about any of this. <laughs> well, I'll watch it. Yeah, I think at the time I would have been exactly the same. How do you, how, how, how would you have felt if it was a flash animation of Storm Warning that they decided to do? Oh, yes, baby. I would have been there for it. That's only going to be disappointing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Quite Why? possibly. Uh, like, Storm One is a brilliant audio story. You make it into this animation, it's just going to be shit. Well, you're really. Uh, are you t- you're talking about the animation style, the actual drawings, or how it's all sort of assembled? It's just not. It's just not entertaining or interesting to watch, I don't think. I think it's. it's there's, so, there's something about it that ju- my eye just wants to go somewhere else. Are you a fan of, say, of animation in general, or is just animated? Is it animated Doctor um, Who you have a problem with, or animation? I. It would be more so animation. I feel like the only animation I watch is animation I used to watch as a child. So maybe right. it's just like so. Simpsons of Future Armor, I think are great, but they're really well written, interesting stories, characters, but. But yeah, the animation is generally a hell of a lot better. What what would it take for you to get interested in an animated Doctor Who series? I don't know. It's just never going to... The difference with Simpsons and Future Armour is there isn't a real uh, live action series of it to then compare. Whereas I feel like I'm always going to be comparing this to... So Whoever real, said real Archer earlier, that was a good call because that was it, it, there is a, an Archer-ish, but that's so stylized Archer, isn't it? In in the genre that it's playing out in. But it's why I think I actually don't think it's not the animation that's, that's like a, an actual problem per se. It's more me, and I I'm just not interested in it. 
Do you know, I've been watching some episodes of Star Trek, the animated series from the 70s, mm. right, for Untitled Star Trek Project, and a way of saving money was they do lots of dramatic close-ups of everybody's faces, because then they don't have to, and they do, they've got one still of their face, and they don't have to animate anything else. And I, I was watching this, and I'm like, yeah, they're doing that a lot in this as well. They go up close on the faces all the time, because then they haven't mm. got to draw anything else. But I, I do think that the... The art itself, I don't think it's poor. I, no, I, I, I don't. I think it's the animation that's poor because of the lack of budget, as I said before, but I think the art is fine. Now, for the fifth, I may have said this on uh, Hamster before, but for the 50th anniversary, we nearly got an animated Doctor Who series as well. There were report, there was commissions for pictures of artwork, there were scripts written, uh, and it would have featured episodes featuring classic doctors brand new episodes featuring classic doctors do we think that was a way forward and a missed opportunity why did that not happen then? because Stephen Moffat wanted to concentrate on making the main show well that's fair enough which, yeah. which is always the priority <laughs> yeah it's just a shame that that season surrounding it's so shit and then you see these yeah. these uh, pitch documents uh, it's not- it's not bad. No, he didn't want to concentrate on Doctor Who. He wanted to concentrate on Sherlock, I think, which he was doing at the same uh, to, time. To be fair to Moffat, I think he was just being stretched too thinly by having two hit shows that the BBC wanted series. Are, are, you, are you laughing at stretched too thinly? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am, yes. I don't want to think about Stephen Moffat like that. I took I... a tour around his study. Did you see that video online? Where he's... <laughs> no. Yeah, he's just put something up. To have... he's, he's doing something at the moment. And he's like, here, I'm going to give you a little tour around my writing room. And he starts picking up all Doctor Who memorabilia and Silurian mm. guns and things. And I'm like, oh, bless him. <laughs> now, we've just missed a few fun bits of the Doctor falling through the time vortex and calling the I... General on his mobile, which is very new series, I think. I think that was my favourite bit yeah. of watching the screen of the Schalke. Him <laughs> falling through. I just world. like him having a mobile. <laughs> yeah, and, and a little blue one as well. It looks like the TARDIS. I think, oh, that's great. And he's having fun, isn't he? Yeah. He's having fun out there. He's having more Actually, fun now, I, I... especially now he's... Cho- the, the key thing that we missed is at the point where they threaten Sophie What's-Her-Face's life, whose name is a companion... Alison? We Alison's haven't mentioned life. her at yeah. all, but then, have you noticed? Yeah, but the moment they, th- they threaten Alison, you realise the Doctor, who's been trying to get away and doesn't want to get involved, wants to stay. So it's almost a bit of like a Hartnell thing here that they're trying to go for of the 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 grumpy guy who wants to who doesn't want to get involved but actually you realize he does care and he does give a fuck the only thing you remember about allison is is that bright green top isn't it there's there's just nothing to the character and that and that's nothing against the actress it's just it is it's a very two-dimensional thing i think they try and get it right you know she's got a job she's got a boyfriend she's she's unhappy in a relationship but there isn't they're pouring they're pouring so much into the doctor and trying to define this new doctor that she just inevitably falls away where it's funny that rtd does the opposite of that when he starts out and not that he doesn't but the rtd has 45 minutes but he focuses on pouring it all in the companion instead I thought that was the biggest omission of this, and it works in what came before this, the TV movie with Paul McGann and Daphne Ashbrook, and it works with what comes after this with Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper, is the chemistry between the two leads. There's just nothing there in this. I was just like, what? At the end, where they're going off together, and she just sounds a bit bored, and he sounds a bit bored, and I'm like, well, this is going to be fun, I, isn't it? I, I buy that she wants to leave her boyfriend and leave the small town, but I don't yeah, buy but that can she... we talk about that? 
because that relationship that they've got going where he's a bit down on her all the time that was a bit odd as well I thought I thought it was it was just very similar to Rose and Mickey like especially the ending we'll talk about it in part six but that yeah. is pretty much the ending to Rose yeah and, but she's not as selfish as Rose so no, like, we don't hate her like we hate Rose yeah they talk it through and at least we can bring Craig Kelly back unlike Mickey yeah <laughs> Yeah, look, I love all of this. Look, these silhouettes with the glowing eyes coming out of the mist. Yeah. That's quite good. Are we get, we're getting to the global point now, aren't we, where we start to see around yeah. the world and the main... Oh, yes, the main sort of takeover. And it's weird because it felt quite a small story to start with and all of a sudden it becomes bigger and epic and global in a way that Russell T. Davis often does with little clips of the news or the Cybermen outside the Taj Mahal and things like that. It's just like, it opens up the scope in a way that Classic Who didn't used to do. What you were saying about chemistry, though, I don't think I could really get a chemistry through Flash animation. I think that's a barrier. Well, no, shut your eyes and listen to an audio. You can hear chemistry between actors. I know. But it, it's just... Paul McGann and India Fisher in Storm Morning in a single episode. The chemistry is instant. Michelle, Michelle Ryan and that guy from Praxis, you know, it's just the chemistry. <laughs> the running guy. <laughs> the running guy. Oh, he does it in every one, doesn't he? <laughs> I just think, if you sit, obviously you've said no many times and no one thought this was good at the time. But if you're sitting there thinking, this is the Doctor Who, you sort of just cheating yourself you're kidding yourself into it but would people have given this more of a shot if they hadn't have known the tv series were coming back absolutely like they almost had the excuse to not give this a chance i don't know though because i gave flux more of a chance knowing that rtd was coming back okay because it it mattered less like there's two different ways looking at it there was also definitely an agenda in Doctor Who magazine against both this and Death Comes to Time, which are the two animations not or slash audios not produced by Big Finish. And the, the, a lot of people have said that there was real like, well, the people behind Doctor Who magazine were all mates with the Big Finish. What lot? So there was a real sort of ownership and agenda within fandom of protecting Big Finish from anybody potentially stepping on their turf, such as this and Death Comes to Time. So rightly or wrongly, all the reports about it was negative from the start yeah but you know what oh my god Luke's doors just opened Jesus Christ it was the dog (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's the ghost um, of Richard E. you know what that is though Dylan that's because uh, Big Finish basically funds Doctor Who magazine with those huge one page Big Finish stories you know they weren't going to do that with this no but and you know everybody they were all writing for each other weren't they I think if this is all we'd got and we hadn't known the TV show was coming back, I think this this would have been considered all right. Yeah, you know? I think I think it's a a very average reboot of Doctor Who. That again, also imagine a world without Big Finish, where you know we've only got this. All of a sudden, it, it, it's a pretty good I, reboot. I, I feel like a weight's being lifted. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it was like in the old days when there was only one release a month, Luke. I feel like I suddenly own a house because I've got <laughs> enough money for it. I'd be crying out for one release a month now. Imagine. Yeah. That'd be heaven, wouldn't it? Imagine that. I am, they're wankers, Doctor Who magazine, aren't they? They'll say they love anything now. So, 
They don't, you know. I don't think they were the last five years. I know they've celebrated the show too much. It's only because they weren't allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> I've not read a review in, in DWM for years. I don't really, I don't really trust it. I just trust my uh, mates you, to tell you, me whether you know, something's you know good or not. You know, it's bad if they say something's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's as, as criticising as they go. If they, if they criticise a new series episode, you know it's a truly abysmal new series episode. Of course. Um, if you guys tell me a big finish is good, generally I'll be like, okay, I'll I'll check that one out. You know, if the on the time last lads and the police box lads tell me something's good, I'll check it out. But that's that's my barometer of whether anything's <laughs> yeah. good or not. Well, given you know that they've done everything now, Big Finish, and they've dipped their toes into everything, why the hell did haven't they had Richard E. Grant? I was, I was back? going to say this, and it must be, it must be because Richard E. Grant doesn't want to do it. That's the only thing I can think of because they will give a series. The only things they haven't done is a sequel to Fear Her and this. It's like no, they, haven't done, they literally haven't done Love and Monsters. Is there, is there no elements uh. from Love and Monsters that have ever returned? No. Not, uh, do you know what? Sure? I think know... I saw the Hoiks on a cover once. Uh... Oh, the Hoiks doesn't count. They're, they're, it's not part of the episode, is it? No. Do you know what's really sad, though? <laughs> it's part he, of the he, episode, Luke. Even in Peter Kay's autobiography that came out like last year or this year, he's still saying that he hates being. Uh, the one regret of his life was being in that episode, Doctor Who. So it's not like we're getting him anytime soon. <laughs> Has anyone ever interviewed Richard E. Grant, sort of years I later? I don't think he wants to be interviewed about it. Oh, shame. Dylan, so this is what you do. Get, <laughs> yeah, come on. Get, get a book written. Oh, I think if there's ever the Wilderness Years DVD box set, we get a Matthew Sweet interview with Richard E. Grant. That's what I reckon. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, is this what you're holding back for part six, Richard E. Grant? Yeah, he's good. He's going to jump in. Zooms in. And he's been watching oh, this whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, if, if there was a uh, a big finished series with this Doctor, would you be tempted to check it out? Would you buy it? Would you spend your hard-earned money on it? Luke Honestly, after just slagging it off for four straight episodes, yeah. It's a sort of thing, that because there'd be 20 years gap in it, and because it's such a weird like avenue, little cul-de-sac, I'd be like, yeah, no one else is going to buy this release. This is that exactly what the sort of thing I get. would be such an eccentric left field choice for them to do. I I would have to check it yeah. out. Yeah, it's a bit like when they. I had no real interest in the Eric Roberts master, but when they dropped the master box out, I was like, "That's so." Like, what could that be? That I had to go and buy it and check it out. And <laughs> I loved the first one. As soon as they uh, threw Haley Atwell into it, I was like, "What?" What the fuck? This isn't for me anymore. Hayley Atwell. <laughs> and that was it. That was episode two. Hayley Atwell. Do you not mean Chase not... Masterson? Oh yeah, the the B. They are Hayley two Atwell. very different <laughs> people. <laughs> the B. Tech Hayley Atwell. Also, Chase Masterson. Oh, we've we've just hit the cliffhanger. The things popped out oh, of her head. <laughs> I will not hear a bad word said about Chase Masterson actually. And uh, yeah, I fucking I, love that Vienna I, series. I, had I love no it. Idea who this uh, Vienna was, and and all she did for me was take away from more Eric Roberts lines. I love the fact with her Vienna series, they started off and they're sort of quite stylish covers, and clearly come series three, nothing's selling, so it's just a massive close-up on her enormous tits. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Doctor um, Who that, fans that, will be Doctor Who fans, and if there's that one thing that sells in Doctor reason. Who fans, it's tits. 
That, you've got to remember, do you remember that cover to that BBV audio that was Sophie Aldred with her top off? Sort of looking over Remember it, it's burnt into my mind's eyes <laughs> and the image from my teenage years. That is years. the reason I got her confused with Hayley Atwell because they both got big tits. She's in Luke. Blood of the Daleks, Hayley Atwell. She is in a big finish, isn't she? She is, she is, yeah. I think she's in Blood of the Daleks. Well, well look, um, Joe, we've talked about doing a Vienna for this at some point, so we really should do, we should book one in where, oh, where, where yes. we do a Vienna. Cause, uh... The one I chose to do for that is a fabulous Tim what? Foley script. And now your eyes are going to light up because you like a bit of Foley, don't you, Luke? I love Foley, yeah, he's brilliant. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll reconvene for that at some point. But look, lads, we're four episodes into this uh, Scream of the Shark thing. I have noticed we're talking a little bit less about Scream of the Shalker <laughs> and more just about Doctor Who in general. So, okay, well, Scream of the Shalker, of all the four episodes so far, I, that was my favourite one. Was it? Was that because we weren't talking about it? Oh, when I watched it the first time oh, around, okay. uh, which was the other day, because uh, the first bit's him falling through a wormhole, and then I quite like the scene where he interrogates one with oxygen, even though I didn't really know why that. Oh, it's because they they feed off volcanic gases, isn't it? Um, and 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 I think that's quite a good minging cliffhanger when the slug pops out of yeah, her, it, her head. It, it's it's a bit that you know the Dalek thing when the stupid fucking eye stalks pop out of people's heads. Oh yeah, Tasha Lem. Yeah, Tasha Lem. Uh, have we have we it's gone worldwide yet? We we went worldwide at the end of that, but episode five is really when the the threat goes global. Yeah, I think that's the best episode of the whole thing. So I'll talk more about the the story during that. I mean, I'm not really going to be looking at screaming the shark when I got you two in front of me, am I? Come on now. You're a charmer, Joe. Is this so? Just to check, Dylan. Are these going out from the Monday? Mo- the Monday to Saturday. So the episode so six is going to go so- out the same day as the Star Beast. So this is going yes. out on Doctor oh, Who's 60th God. anniversary. So I think we can only end by saying enjoy the Daleks colorization and yes. have, yeah. have a brilliant 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Can I make a request yeah. as well, please? Can you please put this to go out exactly when the Star Beast starts? So people have got to make the <laughs> agonising choice of whether to listen no, to us. No, one, this, this one's... Put this one out when the Daleks goes out. This is, this is, this is the Daleks episode, as you say. Um, this is no, the 23rd. Mean, you said episode 6 is going out. Yeah, but we're on episode 4 right now. I'm going to edit this. We're on episode 4, which will go out on the 23rd <laughs> of November. Joe, I also wish we were on episode 6, but we're not. Yeah. We've got two more to go. I don't know where I am anymore. So a happy Doctor Who day to all of you at mm. home. Here we are. It's the 23rd of November, and we're celebrating 60 years of our our pal, Docky Who. Is there any messages you want to give to the fans, guys? Yes, why the fuck are we watching Richard E. Grant on this day? <laughs> <laughs> of all the doctors we could be celebrating. Again, we did this so you don't have to as another podcast uh, I show yeah, up on. The says. spirit of the podcast. I yeah. think we might be the only people watching this doctor this week, you know. I think that's, that's quite a, possible. a strong possibility. I think we could have been the only people watching it the week it came out, to be honest. But... <laughs> <laughs> we may be the only people that have watched this this year. So, I mean... <laughs> What an adventure, eh? It all started. Yeah. Happy month. anniversary, Doctor Who. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Doctor Who. We're going to have the best couple of years. Oh, yes. We are. And we'll be back tomorrow for episode five of Scream of the Shalker. <laughs> what a way Woo-hoo! to kick off the 60th year. <laughs> I got it there. <laughs> Doctor Who! <laughs>
too, too hot for TV.